Coming up on this episode of the Fieldhouse Files, you'll hear my one-on-one conversation with Pat Knight, the son of Hall of Fame coach Bob Knight. He grew up in Bloomington, played and worked for his dad, and now they simply have a father and son relationship. Pat is a pro scout for the Pacers, and when they were at the Pacers game Saturday night, I talked with him about their big day, returning to IU for the first time in 20 years. Today's episode of The Fieldhouse Files is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. And welcome into another episode of The Fieldhouse Files. I'm Scott Agnes. It was not a good week for the Pacers, losing all four of their games last week. They were 30-17, and 17, then Victor Oladipo finally returned on January 29th, but... They've since gone 1-5, but it does go much deeper than that. Rebounding, defense, three-point defense, ever-changing rotations, and much more. We'll touch on that and a lot more in an episode later this week, as well as preview the All-Star game in Chicago. But first, this episode was a fun one, and it was a different one, because there were rumors and plenty of them. Would Bob Knight ever return to IU? Would it be against Ohio State? How about Nebraska? Maybe never. Well, that changed on Saturday for the IU-Purdue game where they honored the 1980 Big Ten Championship team. And the one person I wanted to talk to was Pat Knight, his son. He joined the Pacers as a scout in 2014 after being fired as the head coach at Lamar University. And he travels often for the job, now evaluating talent in the NBA and the G League, but calls Las Vegas home. Bob Knight and his wife Karen, meanwhile, they moved back to Bloomington from Lubbock, Texas last year. And when he walked onto the court at Assembly Hall Saturday afternoon and he began to tear up, Pat was by his side along with former player and now Pacers TV analyst Quinn Buckner. At this point, you should be subscribed to the Fieldhouse Files podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to shows. And that way you'll always have our newest episode and you can go back and listen to old shows. During my conversation with Pat, you'll hear me stop briefly. That's because Lance Stevenson was shown at the Pacers game. And I couldn't help but laugh. Pacers fans love Lance as much as Lance loves the Pacers. Anyways, now here is my conversation with Pat Knight. I guess take me back to, to the conception, conception of this whole thing. First well, of all, it was, a, it was a fluke, to be honest. So, you know, they, was it four weeks ago? They're going to have a basketball reunion. So all these basketball reunions, somebody that has nothing, we don't even know, says coach is coming back. And it cracks us up. Nothing ever from the family. And the problem, but one problem is, I've never been on Facebook, Twitter, uh, any of that stuff. So, but we'll see people, and I'll have buddies of mine call me, call me or text me, you know, and I know in the media field, and hey, is your dad? It's like, no. But it makes him look bad because people think he's a cop. Not, you know, people on the radio, TV, you know, but it's nobody that knows. And so, it happened again, and he wasn't even supposed to come. 
And that was the time he ended up at uh, Marion, yeah, right? it was hilarious, you know, because Steve Downey's his guy, so yeah. he goes up, sees Steve. And I had people call me, he's like, look, I'd be the one, I talk to him almost every day, he's not coming back, and if he's coming back, I'm coming back. And then another time, not Nebraska game this year, Doc Sandler, who's a buddy of mine, hey man, is coach coming to our game? I'm like, Doc, I don't think so, I think I would know, and he's like, you know, because Doc's great, he loves my dad, you know, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I was hoping he would come back. So it's been going on, you know, for years, and so, but I, I thought when I finally talked to him, and to get him moved back to Bloomington, and uh, because, uh, just not enough people love it around him, you know, and I, and I, I want him, you know, he's getting older and dealing with issues getting older, that, you know, you got to be around people that love you, you know, people that can stop by every day, and, you know, like I went to love it and uh, to help him move for like five days, no one ever stopped by, and so I got him finally moved back, and like, you know, I called back, he's got Bob Hamill's best friend, Larry Ring, Dr. Bomb is in town, all the players, I mean, it's just non-stop, then you got the fans, and so he's really enjoyed being back, so now it's kind I'm like, okay, maybe we can eventually get him a little game. And so I, I was going to wait a year, but then you worry about, I'm not trying to be the man in or negative, but hey, I mean, he's 70, you know, sweet chicken. So you're like, well, maybe we should do it sooner. But I was like, I'll, I'll wait maybe next season. All of a sudden, Randy Whitman is the one that got this going. Randy, Randy. <laughs> so I get a call from, um, his wife, uh, my stepmom, Karen, uh, like Monday. Hey, Randy Whitman, talk to talk to your dad about coming back for the AD Champion. You know, I didn't know that he was like, and he agreed to it. What do you think? I'm like, oh man, no. It quiet every all the negative people to, uh, and it's about and plus it's time. You guys are there. He loves being there, and I was like, you know. All the people that were involved in the, in the firing, uh, they're not around. I was like, these it'll just be the players, the fans, and he deserves to have that, you know, last time being there. And he always, I mean, anytime I, you know, we talk about, I, I mean, he loves the fans, you know, nothing ever about, you know, it's just a few people, but it, the fans, the players, the college, you know, everything loves it. And so I'm like, so I talked to her and I gave her some, you know, and she was kind of, you know, didn't know. And so she said, hey, you gave me some good things to think about. So now I'm like, what the heck's going on? I mean, I'm caught off guard. So I called Dr. Rank, Larry Rank, team doctor, still there. So he's like, oh, Pat, I was going to call you. And he was at his grandson's game. He's like, hey, this is what happened. Randy Whitman called him. Call Randy. We got we to get this thing going. He agreed to do it. So I called Randy. He's like, man, all right. He was like, I tried to call him a few years ago about the 81 championship team. Oh, he got in my ass. So I was like, I got done playing golf. You know, been out there feeling good. Had a few beers. I told my wife, you know what? I'm going to call coach again see if he's coming back to 80. He'll, he'll jump my ass again, but I'm not coming back anymore because I see these guys all the time. I only want to come back if coach comes back. So Randy says, say to hey coach Randy Whitman, hey Whit, you know, it's a coach. Hey, uh, just check and see if you're coming back for 80 championship team. And so he, Randy said he's waiting to just get it. The coach was like, well, who would come back? And Randy was like caught off guard, like, well, what do you mean? He's like, no, what play? He's like, coach, everybody would come back, but if you really think about coming back, we're gonna have all your fast players come back. And so coach was like, you know what? 
I'll do it. You know, it's time. I'll do it. So Randy was smart. Got uh, his wife on the phone. Talked to her. So that's how it got. It's kind of a fluke. Randy thought he was going to get chewed out <laughs> like before, and he wouldn't come back. And then all of a sudden, coach was open to it. So we all got to work. We got Quinn involved, Dr. Ring, Bob Hamill, you know, his wife Karen. So, but this all only happened like four weeks ago. We put it all together. Okay. So about four weeks is yeah, got just, put into motion. Got put into motion, man. So it's kind of a fluke, but heck, I mean, yeah. it worked out pretty good. You were right there as he went out there. Oh, my what, God. What did that feel like for both you and him, would you say? Well, I haven't been back since he's been back. And see, I, it's not because I was, I mean, I got over a long You've time. you on the West. Yeah, I got over a long time ago, but my problem was I know how people are, especially uh, uh, the assholes out there, that if I came back, they'd be like, oh, well, Pat came back, but his dad can't come back. And I never wanted to put him in that spot. And thank God I want a, a good player because that makes it even harder not coming back, you yeah. know. So I could kind of stay out of the fray because, you know, I wanted to go for this role player. But I'm still a son, so I, I always wanted to come back and see this guy. So I'm the only guy, any, the only player that knows all the players. You know? Half of them babysat me, you know. And I grew up with him, so it always bothered me that I couldn't come back to see all those guys. So I saw guys today that I hadn't seen in like 20 years. And and so I always stayed back. And then finally, when I was at Lamar, Indiana called us for those guarantee games and actually gave us a pretty good amount of money for us. So I finally called my dad. I called him. I was like, Dad, look, I know you're not planning on going back, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disrespect you. But Indiana offered us this to come back. And he was like, They did what? How much? And I was like, He's like, Oh, you got to do that. You know, you're Lamar, small school. He's like, I got no problem going back. But then I get my ass fired. So now, because I was excited to bring my team here yeah. back to Bloomington. So another guy brought him back, and it wasn't me. So I've just been waiting, trying to plant the seed and everything. And, uh, and finally, Randy Whip was one that broke it open. And, but I could tell when he got back here how much he enjoyed it and, and being around the uh, – Past, you know, shoot, guys have been stopping by all the time. He meets guys up in Indy for lunch all the time. Just being around all the ex-players and just his friends, I could see, okay, he's softening a little bit. Maybe we could finally get it done. As one season ends, the next begins. And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, is now live with XFL action. The XFL is back, bigger, badder, and more extreme than ever. And DraftKings Sportsbook will continue to offer great football action moving into the next season of professional football. The XFL has some new rules, and DraftKings is offering you a special promo to earn some free bets. Teams can now score one, two, or three points after a TD, and for each PAT your team converts, DraftKings Sportsbook will give you $1 towards a free bet. DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's no wonder DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FAST when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code FAST and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Must be 21 or older, Indiana only. The bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So then for you specifically, I mean, what did today mean for you to go back where you spent so much oh of your time God. and started your career more than anything? No. And now a Pacers scout? No, it's it's one of the best days of my life, you know. I mean, from a basketball standpoint, uh, just to come back. I mean, for him as a son, one as a player, another, and as a little kid that just grew up around all his heroes to see all those guys today. And I mean, they kept thanking me because I got in Monday. The Pacers I actually had two games this week. The Pacers get, took them off my schedule so I could make sure nothing was screwed it up. And so I've been in Bloomington uh, all week since Monday, just helping them get, to, get this together. And uh, Scott Dolson was a huge part uh, from the university because he was a manager back at IU. And so we just been working on this for four weeks. But for me, I, I mean, it was it was a great day. I mean, just kind of reminded me of my senior night. You know, especially, you know, last time we go put on that uniform and just the crowd, the people. Uh, I, I love Archie and to see him. And, and, and I know his coaching staff, but I haven't been able to come back. You know, now it just opens everything up, you know, to see everybody. Now I can wear IU gear. I'm not worry about it, you know. It's just, it's just over. For all of us, it's just like a weight off our back. It sounds like it's some closure, but it also might even open more doors. Yeah. And now it, it's kind of a monkey off everyone's back a little bit. Exactly. We all wanted to see it. You guys wanted the moment, and exactly. now it's done. Yeah, and we all get fired. Yeah. I mean, you're hired to get fired. And so, you know, was I, yeah, you're bitter when it comes. But I was over long after going through my, my, my own uh, coaching career. I mean, it's just part of it. The people, I mean, the fans, the state. Uh, this, I mean, it's just great to be back. I mean, and I grew up here, you know, and played high school basketball, college basketball. It's just, it's just great to be around the people because there's no better basketball state in the country. So, uh, I was gonna say, how do you feel like he's he's handling the the adrenaline and the everything that's going on today? Because this is a lot for anyone and emotional. Well, we had chairs set up in case he needed a rest, yeah. and and uh, but he got all fired up. He's chanting defense, and, and so I was like, hey, you gotta go. It, it was great. So, uh, uh, saw Dick Vitale yesterday. He came by the house. He's like, "Hey, you know, you gotta make sure." I just, I just want to shake his hand. I was like, "No, we'll make sure he gets on." So it was great. So I was like, "Dad, we gotta go see Dick." He's like, "He's like, what do you want me to do?" I was like, "Oh, you gotta mess with him." So it was great. He went over there, shook his hand, gave him a hug, and then he roughed him up. You know, then he started getting the crowd chanting defense, and so and then it was great. He gets done. He looks at me. He's like, "Is that good?" He's like, "Was like, you did good, Dad. You did good." But no, he was. He was great. You know, you get worried because he's older and everything. But he just kept asking, "Do I need to do anything else?" You know, to, uh, you know, we're like, "Coach, you did. You did great. You got the crowd fired up. You did everything." And then he actually spoke to the team before the game. And shit, Randy Whitman was, as Randy Whitman and I were with him, and we looked at him like, "You got to be kidding me!" I mean, it was just like we were in the locker room. He got, but we we told the players they get he gave them the PG version. We would have gotten the X version, but uh, no, he was fired up for them. You know, just tell them you know you got to play smart. Uh, 
you got to play together. I mean, so the whole day, you know, and you can see things clicking, remembering things, and just kind of getting back to how, how we remembered how it was when we played. There's probably a comfort element. Like, this This was his um, main home for his exactly. lifetime, right? No, exactly. He's, he's felt that way just even this week, every time I take him out to dinner, I mean, you got a half dozen people, and even young kids just hear about him, autographs, pictures taken, and he loves, you know, being around people, talking to people, and uh, so it's just been, the whole just coming back, where he belongs has just been great. And from a son standpoint, you know, you worry about your parents' health as they get older, and you want to make sure they're around good people that are going to take care of, and that's what he has, being back in Bloomington. Ultimately, do you feel like today all of you kind of got exactly what it, what you hope to get out of the experience? From a family standpoint, I think from his standpoint, the players, hey, you couldn't ask for a better day. You know, it's done. You know, he's come back. He can enjoy his life down there. If he ever wants to go back, it won't be made a big deal. He just goes back. If he wants to go to a volleyball game, you know, women's back. She was, uh, the women's coach came up to us as we were walking back. I mean, she, uh, she's got the program going. So he wants to go to a baseball game again. Because a couple of these players, uh, like Jeff Oliphant, their daughters play uh, on, on the IU volleyball team. So, I mean, now he can just go to anything and it won't be such a big deal. He can just be, you know, he just wants to fit in and be one of the fans and, and just be around. So I think it just opened up a lot of things. And I think it was great, great for the fans, closure for the fans. And, you know, you know, it also stuck it to the assholes, too, from my standpoint. I don't know if you print, print out an athletic, but you can change it around and put your parentheses. But, you know, now they, um, they'll find something else to complain about, but they can't complain about that anymore. For you, uh, you're living in Vegas, right? Yeah. How is that trying to be here and be with them as much as you can, but also you have, you have your job to do, right? Southwest, direct flight. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. So try to see them, you know, each month, and then when I get busy, every other month, but I call them like every other day, and then, you know, my mom's still in Bloomington. My wife's dad lives in Indy, so it's great when we come back and we kill, you know, four birds, you know, my dad hit, uh, his wife, my stepmom, my mom, and, and uh, my father-in-law, four birds, you know, one stone. And so uh, it's not a problem. The Pacers have been great. You know, like I said before, I had two games this week, and they've done it in the past. Like, you know, you worry about your parents. And, and last year a couple times, I was like, hey, you know, my dad's not feeling good. You know, uh, mind if I, they take the games off the schedule and, and uh, go see your dad for a couple of days. So from a job standpoint, I got the greatest employees. They understand. Uh, about family and stuff, so it's not a problem at all. And I travel so much anyway, a flight to Indiana's not going to kill me. And the fact you get to finish it here with your second family, I would say, right? Oh, my God. Banker's yeah. life. And, and this, show him and we had this, this is your employment. We had this plan first right. in July, so this is adds to it. So he was kind of excited because he, he hated the NBA in college. When he was a coach, yeah. got an offer job. Brad Orbach tried to hire him. Jerry Colangelo. Heck, heck, no one knows this. When we were in Texas Tech, the, the owner of the Supersonics called, came to Lubbock and offered him a job oh, really? before he sold to uh, Oklahoma City. So, but he's never been big in front. Well, he watches Mopro because I'm a, the, one of the pro scouts. 
So now every time I'm with them, we watch pro. We watch pro basketball. We always watch pro basketball. We watch games every night this week. It's the most. He's like, and he always jokes uh, with people. He's like, this is the most NBA I've ever watched. But but I think it keeps his attention more because the game's so fast and they can score, and it's kind of funny. And like he he was like, hey. Why, why is there no action on the help side or on the weak side the other night? It's like, Dad, we run that pick and roll. And they put you you know, that shooter in, in, in the corner. He's like, why isn't the defense on the middle line? I was like, Dad, we have a. And I was explaining to him our defensive rules, open. You know, you can only have one foot in the lane. Like, he's like, you got. He's like, no wonder they drive the because you know he hates the motion offense. It's baby, so all the dribbling. Why do they dribble so much? He's like, well, because those lanes. So it's been kind of fun to explain to him about the NBA game because he wanted nothing to do. He didn't set a ball screen in a motion offense. It took me, we wouldn't do it the two years I was assistant with him. I think it was our second or third year because we had a really good guard, Jay Jackson. We're playing Missouri. It was the first time he set a ball screen. But so his love for the NBA, there was none. But now that I work it, work in it. Now he feels uh, a connection. Oh yeah, and he loves, he loves hearing about the pace and how's your team doing and then I had him watch the trade deadline because I was at his house. I had my phone on and you know, in case we do anything, and, and he was just amazed. He's like, you can just trade a guy if you want. And then he's asking me, well, what about their families? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, gosh, dang, that'd be rough. I was like, yeah, Dad, it's a different ball game. But it's been kind of neat because he never did anything, you know, in the NBA. So now I got a chance. So to him, when I was a coach explaining everything, I could explain stuff to him. So it's been kind of, especially for the Pacers, you know, growing up in Indiana, having a chance to work for them. Yeah. Then I got hired by Larry Bird. So, I mean, I work, work played for legend, and he's my dad, and then another legend hired me. Shit. Yeah. Indiana boy, I'm lucky. Has it brought you closer together these last several years? Oh, yeah. No, I think what brought us closer together was playing for him. Okay. You know, because it wasn't easy, and I was wild, got, you know, got in some trouble here and there, and, and uh, that actually brought us closer together, just kind of driving them nuts, I think, as a player, and then working for him as assistant, that capped it off. But then when you work for him as assistant, you find out that, you know, all that so-called temperament and stuff, there's a method to his madness. I mean, there's some planned out stuff. And I kind of saw behind the screen, like in Wizard of Oz, I actually, and so I'd call some of the players, and be like, man, that was all planned. You remember, like, you know, like I was just with Cabo Cheney, because uh, he's coaching the G League, the G League Showcase in Vegas. So we went, Ryan and I, car went out to there, and so I started telling Cabo stories. I think that was planned. Remember when he did this to me, blah, blah, blah. He did the same thing where at Texas Tech, but I'm now assistant, so I'm behind the veil. He's all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bump up good cop, bad cop, all that. So we're going to throw him out today. We're gonna... And so I found all the secrets. Now I look back, all the stuff that I was using. But at the time, you don't know that as a player. So, you know, you're like, you know, you get mad and stuff, want to play harder. But, yeah, I found out even more. And so playing for him and then coaching with him just brought us closer. But I, and I enjoyed all, but to me, the best is now just being father and son. And I pissed a lot of guys off, especially for the media, because I was always a go-between. 
Pat, can you help me through this? So, while well, I was his assistant, shit, I'd, I'd go to my dad, so and so wants an interview, and he'd always ask, should I do it? Yeah, you know, or no, you know, I'd, uh, but I'd help out all the good guys. Well, then, right when he retired, <coughs> I won't name him, but it's a big magazine. Pat, hey man, you set up an interview? He's like, no. Nope. The guy was like, what? He's like, that's not my job. <coughs> The guy kind of got pissed with me. I was like, no. Nah. I was like, you got to call the secretary. I was like, I'm out of that business. He's like, we're father-son now. The guy tried to be like, oh, I respect that, but I've never heard from the guy again. So. But no, nah, it's been good. So, But all that combined has just brought us closer. Closer I hope that you enjoyed that podcast, and if you want to read the transcript of our conversation or you want to read other Pacer stories or IU stories, you can do so at The Athletic. If you're not a subscriber, sign up now at 40% off the annual price by going to theathletic.com forward slash Fieldhouse Files. This has been another episode of The Fieldhouse Files, and I'll talk to you again later this week.